Thank you for joining me again for another exciting session. All right, so there's a go there's a saying goes right. Before we start, there's always a coffee. Before we start any live sessions at Copy Events, so as usual, we are starting up with the cup, and of course today is uh, I'll leave it to you to want to judge it, but today is coffee. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you very much for joining me again. So that was a warm coffee to start off with. Okay, so um. We decided to go on a very great topic. I mean, that's what I've been saying for the whole for past one year, great topics. But um, today's topic is very, very interesting because it is a very close to my heart as well, which is involving youth. Because I believe um, youth are the next generation of our leaders, right? Um, and it's aspiring, inspiring dreams or, or goals or career when we were youth, if you can imagine, right? I mean, there's a lot of things that we want to achieve, right? We want to be an astronaut, we want to be a pilot, we want to be a policeman, teacher, lawyer, engineer, so many things that we always wanted to be. So today I'll be joining um, with a group of boys from Wachong Institution, right? These boys are amazing boys. We've been doing a lot of series of talks with this school and with the boys as well with different, different topics with copyright events. And that is where we are going further and deeper into getting the awareness up. So uh, before we start our session, I have a great uh, four participants from the school itself, uh, the Wachong Institution boys. So let me first um, pull up a couple of guys up here. And then, um, and, and if you look at the topic itself today, I didn't mention any topic, all right? There's a lot of discussion that we're going to talk about, um, which also involves a lot of stigmatizations, stigmatize, or even judging and comments and kind of stuff, which, you know, on, on a particular person that we're going to talk about and I think um, the boys are ready so let me just pull up the first participant who is Chun Wei. Come on Chun Wei, how are you there? Can you hear me? Oh uh, hi I'm good. Uh, so I'm Chun Wei, I'm from Hua Chong Institution. Uh, I'm a set for student. Yeah. So I'm part of Project Concordia uh, and then we talk um, our topic is mainly based on ex-offenders because of touch more on it. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm sure there's more participants coming up. So let me just pull up uh, Nathan. Come on, Nathan. Where are you? Oh, okay. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh yeah. Hello. Uh, my name is Nathan Kok, and I'm from the same from 
I'm from Hwa Chong Institution also. I'm from the same project work group as uh, Chun Wei. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's basically it. Okay, that was very humble introduction. <laughs> Come on, tell me a little bit more about stuff. What sport do you like to play? Come on. What sport oh, I, oh I, as a hobby, I like to play like, hobby, football. Like, Okay. So um, like every every time in school, like when the opportunity like arises, then I will always play football okay. with all of my friends in friends in school. Okay. But then because now for like the COVID situation, I'm unable to do that. But then so when the opportunity arises, I would like to play football. Are you playing online football games at the moment? <laughs> uh yeah yeah a bit. Okay okay. So thank you Nathan for joining us. So I'm gonna pull up another two more participants. Uh, we have Shuyen. Hello Shuyen. How are you there? Yes, uh, hello, I'm very fine. Okay, yeah. you want to do your introduction first? Yeah. Before we pull up the last participants up. Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, hi everyone. I'm Shuyun, like um, Nathan and Shumi before me. I'm also from Wachong Institution and I'm also in Project Concordia with them. Okay, that was Shuyun here, very humble. I think he's a little shy because he keep on smiling. But it's okay, Shuyun. After once you warm up, I, I'm sure you'll be able to kick it up as well and we have a lot of our participants as well also coming up so thank you viewers for joining us at copy advance and thank you so if you have a particular question for these boys from watchong institution put it under the comment section below uh, below and then we will take it up for you okay we have the last uh, speaker or rather the boy from uh, watchong institution mr lucas how are you lucas where are you lucas hello 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 mr Villa. hi lucas so you want to do your introduction buddy yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I'll just go here. Yeah. Hi, I'm Lucas. I'm 16 this year. I'm also from Hachong Institution. And I'm also part of the Project Concordia. Yeah, so pleased to be here with uh, with you. Yeah, and uh, nice to meet everyone here. So actually, I'll just give a brief introduction of our project, Project Concordia. So actually, Project Concordia is a service learning project created by Hachong students, which seeks to help ex-offenders and their children reintegrate into society to various means. Yeah, so pleased to be here and nice to meet everyone. Thank you. There was a lot of energy by Lucas there. So thank you. Uh, we have more participants coming up. So please, thank you. Uh, do give these boys a great support uh, because there's a lot of uh, topics that we're going to talk about. I mean, of course, it's pertaining. Um, like what uh, Lucas has said, Project Concordial, which is coming it up. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, so Lucas, before we even go into the topic, I know you are representing this project itself. Um, do you want to just... Uh, briefly, um, tell us what is this project all about. I know you have introdu introduced yourself and the, the project, but what um, what what is the reason for you to get started up? Oh, uh, the reason for getting started up. So actually, like our project was started like quite a few years ago by a few seniors who actually under um understood and identified this issue of like um crime in Singapore, particularly juvenile crime in Singapore. So like they actually uh, sought to target this uh issue at hand, and they actually reached out to various organisations, which are uh, one of them would be East Coast, which we are working with right now as well. So actually, um. Through, through interaction sessions and various other sessions done by them, um, like they have started this project on like helping ex-offenders and their children reintegrate into society. Thank you, Lucas. Yeah, so, thank, uh, you. Yeah. thank you. Any more, any more, any more things you want to say? Oh, oh uh, yeah, I'll just add one last sentence. Yeah. So actually like our project has been continuing for like around three years. And right now this year, we are mainly targeting at youth and juvenile crime. Okay, so thank you, Lucas, for giving us even more in depth of this project itself that you are leading together with the other core members as well. 
So let's get started up on this uh, topic itself. I know um, we talked about this with the boys, uh, for viewers out there, and uh, we, we talked a lot about this discussion, and then we decided that we want to bring it up to Kopi events and also to all the viewers and members and all the followers are here as well. So, um, Lucas, maybe we can start up with you first. Maybe we want to get the questions rolling out. So, do you want to ask a particular question that will I will try my very best to answer also uh, and also to see where we can actually share and explore other opportunities as well? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, like, I have one question uh, to start it off. So, actually, like, I've realized that there have been quite a lot of stigma and discrimination against uh, ex offenders. So, actually, why do you think this is And, like, why are they surrounding ex offenders in particular? You see, um, I mean, before I even go on with, um, I just give you a bit of background on what I do. So, at least you have a best. I mean, of course, as a host today and also a speaker. Uh, unfortunately, to the viewers and also to the boys here today, unfortunately, our speaker will not be able to make it because of a certain commitment and he has to be there. So he will not be joining us, but probably in the next few series. Um, I'm going to quote or rather share the experiences that what I have done in the past uh, that, you know, that Lucas has just asked me. I think it's very important that we give lots of opportunities for people who make mistakes. Um, and, and if you look at it, I'm very, very particular about using words such as excuse me, ex-offenders. I don't even like to use that word because we, we, we shouldn't put a label or we shouldn't even put a name for it, all right? Just put it as, as, as simple as it can be. The reason is because that everybody makes mistakes, you know. Um, we tend to do some minor mistakes, some goes into major mistakes because of the path and, and areas that we might not even be guided well or even for the matter at that moment that someone does a particular thing and then it becomes a big issue and for the rest of his life, he'll be having that label like a name, right? Um, so coming back to your particular question itself, I think it is very, very important that we need to understand about this stigma, right? And how are we going to be able to handle it very well? I mean, first of all, we shouldn't even be judging, all right? So Lucas, maybe you want to elaborate more on the particular question so that I can dive in a little bit more on that. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, so actually, like, from our background research and, like, our interaction session, so actually, like, there are quite a lot of, I, I found that, like, there are quite a lot of misconceptions about ex-offenders. And, like, people think of them as, like, a particular uh, group or, like, a particular, uh, with particular traits. So actually, like, uh, they immediately associate, like, uh, people who uh, who make mistakes with, like, a particular trait. So, like, I find that this is uh, a very important issue. And, like, I'm not, uh, and I would just like to confirm with you or, like, or, like, check with you, like, why do you Think this, is, think this is uh happening uh, yeah um very very good question um so in in just give you an example for, for in my career itself i do have internships right um usually for my internships i do have a matter of fact that you know i'll be looking for people with second chances i call it them second chances because everybody deserves a second chance and for some um, when you give them the second chances, they really grab it, and and it's always a second chance that they someone proves themselves, or someone proves the worth, how much they are, and then it brings up to a different level of a particular person, and and when you do that, you actually basically see that uh, that they can actually improve within themselves, but when the opportunity is not given to them, then probably they will feel very low in esteem, which I think that one of the questions that we are going to go through. But in, 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 a, in a big 
uh, matter itself, I think the most important thing is we must be able to understand that we must able to give them chances. If we don't, and then I think they will not be able to make it to the next level. Um, so coming back to the main question itself, all of us deserve a second chance and I think we should do that. And if you even if you look at in Singapore itself, I think most of the areas, right, the most of the companies, they do give a lot of opportunities for people with what we call the yellow ribbon, all right, yellow ribbon project, which is that's why they even make it in a very softer word itself, a sentence, yellow ribbon, to to label them or rather to to identify them and give them opportunities. So I think that is a very very great thing, uh, which I think in Singapore prisons, I think they're doing a fantastic job, which they provides lots of trainings, they give a lot of guidances which, of course, they will, will want them back to the society to be very productive, uh, not to return back and come back or rather to, to, to make a big comeback after from the place they left. So I think that is what a lot of officers and um, training courses and providers are doing their very best and lots of topics that you can even dive into that area itself. Hope that answers you, Lucas. Yeah, that's yeah. a great answer. Yeah, thank you for your answer. Thank you for your answer. All right. Um, who will be going to next? Uh, maybe we can go to Nathan. Nathan, oh, are you um, Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh wait, hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, so, okay. so my my question to you would be like um, uh, when many of these people after they have been incarcerated, right? They will mix emotions as to like when they have been incarcerated and when they like go into prison. So, uh, could you elaborate on like, uh, what, how, how would these people feel as well as why would they, why would they, like feel that way? Like feel that way. I think um in the past experiences of um topic that I've discussed or even when um was doing the internship program. Um, which I mentioned earlier. During this internship program, I do understand um, a lot of things might be going through in their head and going through in their mind. A lot of suspense. What will the future be? Or even when they are serving their their time and, and during that time. I mean, people do think about it, right? Um, of course, there are few cases where, you know, it's very repetitive, but we are not going into that today. But to someone who wants to prove, I think there should be chances for them. Um, even right now, we are doing a lot of partner partnering with a lot of companies as well to provide job opportunities, uh, not to only to stigmatize in, in a particular area or put them down. No, nothing at all. As long someone would displace a lot of enthu, a lot of energy, they are willing to commit and provide uh, for themselves and their loved ones a better living for everybody who wants to do that. Then I think they, they are able to progress in life. And we uh, often hear many cases that people who are given second chance um, prove themselves very, very well. Um, of course, you look at them in their professionals or, or even in the jobs fact, uh, sectors, they do very well and they even go into the next dimension of their careers. So I think um, perfectly um, they'll be able to come up from that. And I think the only way they can come out is by their loved ones. Uh, it can be their spouse, or it can be their girlfriends, or families and friends. But of course, leaving aside the public itself, because public, you know, right, um, it's very easy to be judgmental, right? Sometimes you do not understand what a person might be go through. So we can't blame them, right? That makes the world with lots of different people. But um, I could understand if someone, you know, um, you know, put them into a 
uh, a remark, right? Or they, they tend to look you very differently. Even let's talk about this, right? You know, I, 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 got, a, I got a tattoo here, right? Well, most of the people, I, I think you can see, right? I got a couple of tattoos. Um, we, we call it art, but some people call it uh, hooligan uh, against uh, uh, you did not come in a proper way. But it's not true at all. <laughs> if you look at uh, art itself as, as formed into different ways, and some wants to show it as an inspiration or a motivational quote. It can be any kind of thing, but then it becomes a tattoo, and then people tend to have a misjudgment on people who have tattoos. So which is, again, you're labeling someone. Um, even um, just example for myself, when I go out with, with, you know, sometimes my tattoos are flashing, you know, people tend to look at me very weird or look at me. But that doesn't bother me at all because um, it's who you are and who you expect or accept yourself. I think that's important. But, you know, that's a mental resilience that we talked about all the time in my topics oh, or even my yeah. motivational quotes yeah. or talks. So I think that is very important. So the motivational resilience is very important for one, and that only can be given by a loved one. Um, we cannot expect the public to give that because public are not able to understand because it's what they see is what they judge. So in that aspect, one should be able to hold up themselves and you just have to build up yourself, right? You can't just literally fall for every time. Because if you are going to listen to the public, then um, you will never be able to come up in life or even to progress in life. Because every time there are people going to judge you. So every time when people give you a judgment, are you going to sit down and cry? No, no, right? So I think that is a very important part that one should have that mental resilience to move ahead, to charge ahead, to do things what he feels that is good for him, good for the family and good for the society then he shouldn't even take any remarks from that. Hope that has answered you. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, can I add on can to I the point on about, the about the tattoo part? Yes, please go ahead. Yeah, because yeah. like, uh, I, for personally, I feel right, tattoo has like a very negative connotation because, yes, because many people who have tattoos are like, either those people who have been like, in prison or like have committed like quite, quite crimes. crimes. So, mm -hmm. Um, when, like, uh, as you said, like, when people see a tattoo, they, tattoo, they usually, usually get, like, get oh, like, oh, he's a bad guy, or, like, guy, or, like, he'll never succeed in life. life. But then, like, mm -hmm. if they are able to, if they are able to, like, or, like, 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 you, like, as you say, have, like, the mental resilience, I feel that is a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, you know, I... I mean, for right now, because we are in the, in the phrases of one, two, three of this COVID-19, precautions and all that but in most of my motivational talks that i give on corporates or even for schools i think that's one thing that i emphasize that you should not be weakened or, or, or give in or give up for something that is not going to bother you because if, if you decided to do something great for yourself i mean it, it has to be a conscious right it has to come out from your heart <laughs> literally a passion something that you want to do it and if you decided to do it then i think you have to go all out about it because in the progress of your success or in, the, in, in your path, there will be a lot of hindrances you will face. The only way to overcome your hindrances is only by yourself, by pushing ahead and forward in what you believe. So I think even for myself, um, I mean, even I am planning for a couple of more tattoos, but that doesn't depend on the society. Um, that doesn't depend on anyone else except myself and my loved ones, right? And they know what is the purpose, but, but I do agree with you. Um, the society do believe that someone who has a tattoo uh, 
is 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 uh, you know is in another way. But if you look at all the uh, most of the successful people, I mean, probably not most, but almost, yeah, all have tattoos. Like you know, football players or even businessmen or even you know entrepreneurs. It can be anybody, right? Nowadays, the tattoo has become as as part of them of showing their ex expressions of art. I know I know some teachers have that lecturers or even you know even even you are in the government sectors of course you can't have uh, certain tattoos but if it's hidden very well then i think it should not be a problem right so i think in that part i think we are evolving but there's still room for improvement right thank you nathan for the question so um who's going to ask me the next one oh uh, i'm going to ask you the next question yeah. yes, so uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, I know that we talk about mental resilience and its importance, but then uh, I do feel that sometimes society can be too overwhelming and they can judge you too much. So in what ways do you think like maybe um social stigma surrounding ex-offenders like will maybe negatively affect their self-esteem and maybe how can they overcome it? Actually, um, yeah, thank you. It, it's it's a very tricky question, uh, Chongwei, but I, I I do know why you're asking me that. Um, but I'm just going to quote something that is away from the yellow ribbon or the X, um, you know, which I said, you know, the second chance, right? Um, let's say um, a, a particular kid, all right, a parent is going out for a lunch or dinner in a restaurant or somewhere. And if they, if they see this particular kid is very hyperactive, jumping around, shouting, screaming, lying on the floor, the first thing the public says is that, oh, the parents have not brought up the kid very well. You know, that's, that's very, very common judgment will you all agree with me that guys if you are if 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 a, if a child is crying yeah. and yelling yeah. and crying what do you think what would the the society will say or oh, the parent is not taking care of the kid properly not disciplining correct am i right to say that yeah yeah absolutely yeah, but absolutely. but the, the the thing is the child has dyslexia all right or a certain medical condition only the parents know and the parents is very positive about that and trying to bring up their child and of course, you know, they need it. And we, we see this quite often. But the public just jump into a conclusion, you know, and sometimes the remarks are quite hurtful. Sometimes it may go into the parents as well. So can, can you imagine if a particular parent uh, who have a child with a, a medical condition, especially dyslexia, or, or a certain medical condition to make the child behave in such a manner, and if the parent hear a certain comment, I mean, it's going to be very hurtful for them. But that is not the first time they're hearing this. They have heard that many times. But it's become so seasoned for them. So, you know, before we say something or before we judge something, we always want to look at ourselves first. Because every time when we point a finger, the three fingers are always pointing at us. right? So it must be very important. But nowadays, it seems that everybody is just very, you know, it, it, it is not right to say this, but everybody is just too busy about themselves. Right, um, we we don't tend to look inwards of ourselves. So when we don't tend to look inwards of ourselves, we are too busy ourselves. You know, we are just literally running around because of the stress, because of the environment, because of the job targets and sales and experiences and data, you know, deadlines and kind of stuff. So because of that, someone you know who even is very gracious, they might have lost the touch, and easy to judge it. So I think that. That, that part, I think we are getting in as an habit right now. Not only in Singapore, I think I'm in most countries. Um, I think time to time, we need to take one step back, you know, try to be more loving to people, try to be more helpful, 
you know but sometimes we are not, we are not doing that so i think it's very very important that we we sometimes need to take a little breaks to identify ourselves but i'm going to i'm going to say a command um that by one of our viewers he's saying that said to say it's social stigmas that hinder for example when i volunteer i've been told many times this person is from housing rental this father is from prison it's really sad to hear this judgment being passed so one of our viewers have totally agreed as well so um just because you are in the superior doesn't mean that you need to look down on people who are in inferior it's very important i think sometimes it's overwhelming they tend to do that but you know you might just become an inferior as well you won't be at superior all the time so we need to be uh we don't look down we only look down to help people up we don't look down on them so i think that's very important so thank you vijaya for that particular um comment that you have said that thank you so much yes uh we can go on to the next question um uh, let's go to lucas is lucas going to ask me oh sorry i think it's oh, Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think Shion she wanted to say something. Okay, Shion, your turn. Okay. Uh, thank you. So, uh, Mr. Valen, in the event that uh, ex-offenders sometimes, despite their best intentions, sometimes society still has a certain stigma towards them, and as you mentioned earlier, sometimes they would, uh, they need to have the so-called like the resilience to, to and the determination needed to, uh, let's say. Push these comments aside and try to, mm-hmm. um, how do you say, make a uh, proof to the society and prove to the people around them that they truly do want to make a positive difference to the people around them. But there are sometimes when let's say, say the social stigma is incredibly overwhelming and sometimes it causes them to lose confidence in themselves. So what would you say they can do to let's say uh help them pick themselves up again and bounce back stronger? You know there are many examples that I want to quote of course no person in particular but I think many people who are from the second chance all right um I I tend to have this word second chance I don't even want to mention anything about ex offenders because I I I don't know I don't like to pass judgments but 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 it's not even judgment it's just in a way of addressing so there's no right there's no wrong or about it um I think it's very important that these these individuals that I know personally are very successful they are the most successful because they have went through challenges obstacles pain and they know how is it to be in the inferior they know how is it to be in the four walls they have thought about everything they are in clear mind once they are out they are doing their best and they will be very successful but then again it also boils down to them because it has to be a from a very supporting group like what you mentioned the family is very needed to be very supportive um immediate families right because you do not want the public to support because the public will never be able to support um you know nowadays they have these tagging things and right you know you wear it on your leg and certain times you have to be at home and kind of stuff so when people see that oh okay they give judgment Um so I think it's it's very important for the family members to truly believe in their loved ones that you know it's okay you know we're not going to go back again there and you're going to move up and be the best but saying that could be very easy but doing that could be lots of hurdles and challenges so it's never be that so in that's why in say in Singapore there's a lot of support groups which I think 
we are going to talk about that later um who are there constantly you know so constant counseling is important um constant love is important constant motivation is very important as well so i think they need to improve on themselves they do not need to justify or to prove it to the public because public is none of their concern i think what they need to do is how they going to improve and they make sure they don't repeat the same mistakes as what they do uh sometimes we heard this before you know you okay to make mistakes but certain mistakes are very very painful certain mistakes are <clears throat> very very hurtful as well so you someone do not want to learn through mistakes at at certain points i think um you need that individual need to understand that it is time to shine and shine brighter and the purpose of that is for their loved ones and therefore themselves and they got to press on so when an opportunity is given to them they need to make use of it because there's only i call the second chance the first chance everyone can miss it but the second chance no one should miss it especially for those who have you know went through that difficult period of time so that opportunity is very important and they make use of the opportunity and with correct amount of support and love that we talked about they can move mountains hope that actually uh, answer that yeah okay next we will go back to lucas again Mm, yeah, sure. Thank you for your sure, insight, for your response. Yeah, so I should uh, agree completely with you that, uh, like we should look inwards internally to like shine brighter within ourselves and not like care about what other people think. And I think that's very uh insightful, and I completely agree with it. Yeah. So actually, I think uh moving on to like a very um a a quite different topic, which is like the issue on juvenile crime or like um children reoffending. So like so like uh. Uh, how serious do you think this problem of juvenile crime is in our world today? Um, you know, it is very challenging, right? There's no one solution that fits all problems, but I think it all starts down from the families, from the schools, from the society. Uh, but when we say it's a society, you know, unfortunately, you will not be able to get that kind of stuff from the society. Um okay but before I go on to that I I I got another comment here uh by Christy thank you Christy with all the lockdowns and HBL it is good to hear our youth voices are heard and listening with empathy keep such in- initiative going on so good job uh boys from the watchong Christy has sent um comments to you guys all right good job um Thanks, we Thanks, also have vijay here many a times um inmates do not know who or where to approach for support okay we will come back there for that particular uh, question itself um coming back to juvenile i think um i i remember when i was young um you know your 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 food right, is always in one in the grass one almost in the mud which means there is part that someone can go a little off time to time so time to time a parent role is ever challenging is is challenging at the extreme not only to get g- good grades and great grades is to make sure that your kid is not going in a different path or picking up a bad habit and so and so forth but of course with the laws and regulations are there you know certain things still under be control but that doesn't mean that it cannot be it, it's it's not 100% right like cigarettes are not sold to a certain age like alcohol not sell to a certain age you know but i think um it still can be available right so uh the parent has to be an example a role model right um because what they see 
is what they do, especially from their loved ones. So parents must take a very, very serious step in this. And I have, uh, I'm, I'm sure every one of us, um, I mean, probably you guys as well, probably have seen um, kids, um, when kids is around, um, the parents smokes in front of the kids, right? Um, probably, of course, you know, we do not know the situation, so we can't say much. But then, then again, you are showing a, a, an example to the kid, it's okay. You know, dad is smoking, right? I, I remember when my dad smokes, uh, I mean, he was smoking all the way till his last stages. I mean, of course, he stopped for almost 15 years before he passed on. Um, whenever you want to smoke, he goes away far. But I do see that, right? But that doesn't got me motivated because he always say, oh, smoking is bad. You know, do not do this, do not do that. That's a, always a role of a father. But I think it, it has to start from the, as a parent. I think the parent role is very, very important. But given the time right now, with, of course, with additional challenges like the COVID, right? You guys will know that the COVID is also giving a lot of problem. With that, um, the pa parent might have a lot of uh, issues as well. So it, it is a struggle but it definitely can be able to manage it. But in order for a kid to, to prevent the path, I think one of the important is to keep the child busy. Uh, idle mind is a devil mind. Have you all heard that before? Lucas, have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah, sort of. around that. Yeah. So you, you, you don't want your child um, to be very relaxed. and kind. So sports activities are very important. You know, it, it teaches you to be disciplined. And any kind of sports that you talk about, because I come in from a huge background of sports and fitness industry. So I believe that uh, any child should be involved uh, competitively in a, a particular sport because it keeps them intact. Either it can be tennis or football or rock climbing or some kind of activity to have that certain discipline at a certain regime, certain habit. It builds up a certain character. And I think that has to be developed during the young age. And I think sports or fitness actually develop part of positiveness, which I think it is 100%. Um, when I was particularly young, I like to quote here again, and I was heavily involved in sports and fitness as well, right? And can you imagine I'm the only Indian in a lion dance group? I was so very active on that. I want to learn about things like different cultures and different sports, like basketball, hockey, swimming, you know, lifeguard, you know, everything that I want to do. So that kept me busy in my own courtyard. And I didn't want to look at other places and try to prevent myself from going into that aspect. So I think sports actually keep a person very active, a child especially, and keep intact. So I think parents should always encourage their child and children to be competitive in a certain sport. So it makes them a better person, you know. They want always want to improve themselves. So hope that actually... Um, explains that okay uh next one will be we are going to back to chun wei uh, I'll, I'll ask the next question yeah okay uh, so i know that you talk about like sports being an important part of development from a young age so um so but then uh, there's juvenile crime still does exist so maybe like uh, can you share what do you think are some very extremely obvious contributing factors to the reason why people at such a young age want to commit their crime or uh, commit crimes um, various reason. Like I mentioned earlier, I said that one solution doesn't fit all problem. Um, even when you talk about shoplifting, um, why a child does a shoplifting? Um, he, he, he or she can come from a very good family. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, we don't want to use good or bad, you know. But why? 
there must be the circulation of friends that you mix with or the particular child that makes with but uh, of course having said that we are in a community we mix with a lot of people um to prevent that i think is it, to to make it of course low crime doesn't mean there no crime um why a child get involved can be various reason but we cannot pinpoint into a particular uh, situation and say that why this is happening but most of the time if you look in a bigger context itself um the child's environment is very important if the child environment eh, always falls under a negative situation goes under a tremendous stress where there's not much of a love um going through a lot of hassles within the house setting then you notice that the child start to look for love somewhere else the the, the child start to look for someone else in terms of uh, a role model and i think that is where all the problems comes in and I, and and i truly agree because we cannot expect that to be 100% proof no it can never be um but as a parent i think is is their responsibility to take that much of role in whatever they do make sure the child doesn't go under a trauma because whatever the child goes under a trauma in the first two or three stages of their life between let's say from all the way from 10 years old or as young as 8 years old to up to 15 or 17 it's going to be a great impact on them when they are become adolescents which is about 20 or 18 or 19 when they start growing that impact is going to be them but that is of course the future problem that we are foreseeing but even when they are younger times they also have an instant problem that's coming up which of course the child goes under a group and then you know he wants to associate with people which show their strength and then goes into societies like the secret societies the gangs and go into a wrong path and like we even talked about crimes that happens so i think it's very very important that again it have to be emphasis from the house itself the household of the children settings and that is where a particular child can be defined either to be a champion or not so champion or getting into trouble so it always falls under the parents responsibility but that it's still going to be a huge problem as years to come by right hope that um explain to you uh, johnny yeah thank you very much okay so next one we'll go to um who's going to ask me next nathan oh yeah i can ask you the next question next okay. question yeah okay so yeah, like okay, so uh, as like, you have previously uh, mentioned, mentioned parents as well as parents uh, play like a huge part in terms of like preventing juvenile crime like in, maybe in terms of like what they do on a daily basis or so as like keeping the child act, like active or busy such that they do not like go into the wrong path as you said right mm-hmm. okay so uh, uh could i ask like in how how else in society else can you like discourage the trend of juvenile crime like not just in terms of parents or like themselves or maybe like such as like schools or like other other of like official societies in singapore that can like help this juvenile and like decrease like okay. their chances of like committing okay, so crime maybe what i'm going to do i'm going to uh, pose this question back to um nathan again so nathan So in your school settings um do you think discipline is very important? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah in Hwachong okay. discipline okay. is quite important. It's the same question right? So I'm going to make you the speaker right now. Let me just ask you why do you think discipline is important in the school? Uh 
why not everybody come with a different uh, uniform or everybody comes with a different timing to school um don't submit the homeworks or you know try to uh bullies and whatever why do you think that is not allowed it because i think because many like for my school like in my case right i think discipline yeah. is a, like a type of value that the school will want to inculcate okay in everyone when they are young so like from like as you say like uh, like for us not going to school like in a standard uniform or like we must submit our homework on time this helps to train us like from young to have like this discipline so like it helps to like prepare us when we go older la. So like I think like so, that's what schools are doing to like inculcate discipline in students. Okay. So do you think that discipline is the most important or is there something else will also play a very important part as you guys are growing up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I make you think already. Okay, maybe we ask Lucas for help. Lucas, maybe you want to help Jongwei for it. Sorry, Nathan. Nathan for it. Lucas. Yep. Um. Yep. Um. Wait. Wait. Sorry, you were cutting yourself. Could you repeat the question? So I asked um, Nathan that is discipline only the most crucial or important part in as youth growing up. Oh. Um. I don't think so because like if like if like uh part particularly like when youths are going through like for example puberty and like I think they will be experiencing like quite a lot of emotions. So like if you use discipline to like force them down, sometimes like it may not work for like certain youths, which I suspect would be like one of the reasons why like youths are like very uh angry with their parents, for example, because like their parents choose to take like the discipline routes uh to like discipline their children instead of like communicating. So I think like interpersonal communication is also very important, and like so you have to understand like uh what the other person is experiencing and like where he or she is coming from i think that's also important like uh besides discipline however um as what nathan mentioned i also kind of agree that without discipline it is quite difficult to like regulate and like uh enforce like various rules so like i think discipline is important as well but it shouldn't be the only factor yeah okay how about um and so we will ask back to uh Chongwei is there, Nathan. So, uh, Shuyan, what do you think about that? Um, I think I, I do agree with what your point just now that the family does play a huge role, and that also, uh, since the discipline needs to be instilled in like us as youths to ensure that we do keep notice of what we are doing and how we do some things to ensure that let's say I mean I feel that I, okay I personally feel that. That uh, sometimes the reason behind why um juvenile crime sometimes happens is because sometimes they were like uh, um sometimes they were rash or sometimes it was like as a result of uh, a result of peer pressure and uh, or like a mixture of these kind of factors. So I feel that in order for us to successfully let's say let's say um resist the these negative factors upon ourselves and. And let's just say, um, avoid committing things that we were that we may regret in the future. I think it does require a large amount of discipline that can be instilled from, from let's say our parents, or it could be the school, or it could be just from the people around us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dad uh, Shuyan. Um, I mean, exactly like what Lucas Shuyan and uh, and uh, Chonwei also have mentioned it, right? Um, and Nathan, 
You see, even though in Singapore, uh, we say you cannot litter, all right, or you cannot smoke at certain areas and you still get fined, but still people do, right? But, you know, um, a rule is there for us to follow. And sometimes people do break the rules. And, you know, of course, they have to pay an expensive uh, price to it. But that doesn't limit someone from not doing it. But the, the whole message here is, what I'm trying to say is that even though we know that the kids know that they should not be doing that, but sometimes they still do. So I think it is very important because I'm always coming back to the family support because we can't say society because society is not feeding your child. I think the most of the time they are either spending time in the home or in the school. These are the two areas they should be or another part, maybe about another 15 or 20% of the time in, in, in certain activities. All right. If the kid is involved or the parents have handled it. So most of the time it's either in the school or in family, which always cultivating about discipline, about growth, about success, about improving from what you were from yesterday. So I think it's very important. So why we still have these crimes coming up, right? It's, it's, it's never an answer we, I can able to give that. But looking at all these trends as it comes, that most of the time it also comes mainly because of a, a particular situation in a home setting. Again, when we say that, we can't say solely it's actually happening because of home setting. Because of that, you know, we can't. Sometimes home setting can be perfect. But then there is still issues rising up. Why is that so? Uh, does it mean that the school is not doing their job or the teachers are not? No. Everybody plays a part. And I think that particular child also should be playing a part. And, and once it happens, we cannot just sit down and say, oh, because of the parent. Oh, no, it's because of the society. No, it's because of the principal. No, it's because of the school. We can't. It's not about sitting down and pointing fingers and putting the blame on others to show that we are correct. No, it's not about that. It's about moving forward. It's about moving together. And that is why if you look at it, there are so many counsellors, even in schools, or even a lot of independent counsellors in Singapore as well, are ready to give help. All right? Their help is needed. There are, are people, a lot of organisations are there. But sometimes people need to approach them. Then only people understand, okay, we have a situation. Okay, we'll talk about it. We will settle it. But sometimes people worry about stigma. Or if I'm going to go on a counsellor, or if I'm going to go and see a psychologist, or I'll be labelled as... I got an issue with mental illnesses or something like that. No, it's not about that. It's about improving about ourselves. If, if you want to improve in life, if you want to move over the next hurdle, you need to know your strength. It's okay to fall, but it's not okay to stay there. But like I said, even when, when things happen and then we're going to start blaming each other, then I think there is... Literally, we're just pushing the blame away. We are not accepting it because the, the, the world that we live on it's our society. All right? How can you just walk past when someone falls? Oh, it's not my body. I don't know him. He just fall. I don't care. Right? We can't say that we have to help. All right? We must be always be... If Let's say if your mom falls, will you go and rush to help? Of course we will rush. But if it's someone else's mom, why do we even bother? If you have that kind of question, then I don't think so. He should be a human being. He should be a human because it's another flesh. It's another pain. Is someone else's loved one. But as a society, what can we do to the youth? We can contribute. We can contribute in terms of activities. We can contribute as our, as our counsellors or do a particular thing or even support groups. So there are so many activities that you can one can do if a particular person has extra time to devote themselves to the society to improve together. Right? So I hope that actually answers that as well. 
is there any more questions guys because we are almost around 48 minutes we also have some q a for the viewers so if you're watching this you can also ask us directly or comment in the comment box like i said there can never be a perfect answer for a perfect question there can never be uh, we can't say okay i'm going to give a vitamin c for everybody to have not have a flu no you can't you still can get covid <laughs> i mean just an example but the, the, the real actual thing is this how much we want to improve or how much we want other people to improve if we see someone else improving then we start to panic oh he's improving than me okay i need to improve faster so it becomes a competitive in this in these current settings all right i hope that explains um we still have about 12 more minutes we can still go on if we was have any questions you all can ask me as well um nathan you have any questions coming up next oh um hello can you hear me yes we can hear you oh yeah okay so um i like moving away from like juvenile like crime right i would like can i ask you like a question regarding like um, um like usually when many of these people get incarcerated or like when they go to jail right usually most of majority of them will have like a low self-esteem or like they wouldn't feel confident about themselves so like how can this like affect their family or like if they're a parent how can it affect their children of course the if you ever speak to anyone um i i have spoken to a couple of people as well Actually, that's another line that, that, that I'm actually pursuing to go on into counseling and psychology, um, which my study involves. I think it's a very interesting topic because we got to understand when we talk about social psychology or social settings, um, we need to understand how we should feel. Why one will feel low in esteem, low in motivation, low in confidence, because it's been compressed. It is has no chance to explore his or hers opportunities or talents within them every one of us will have that talent but the only way to improve it or to show it is by platforms or by someone who actually rekindle that energy within them so it's all boils down to one's energy but even though certain times when things go wrong not right a lot of things can happen within themselves in terms of their health, in terms of their mind settings. Um, imagine if I put you into a room for five days, how will you feel? All right, with no entertainment, no TVs, no games, no phone. How will you feel? A certain I'll privileges that have been taken away. Yeah, I will feel very like bored. Okay, we're and just talking like, about five days. Like, yeah, oh, five days, even though it's five years days. Or three five years, days. yeah. So yeah, like any, obviously, uh, obviously, it would be like much worse uh, uh, if it's a uh, longer period of time. Um, during this, uh, I mean, <laughs> not during, it's the current moment right now, the pandemic becoming an endemic right now. Um, people who are doing their quarantines, um, quarantine period, like two weeks and three weeks in their hotels, right? Mm, there are certain, um, I, I do online training programs as well. So when I, when I speak to them, um, see how they feel emotionally mentally and physically is very draining because they wake up from their bed i mean of course we are talking about bed here they wake up aircon is there they don't know what to do next tv movement is there limited movement so can you imagine but the same setting without the luxury so it will be a very troubling period of time one have to overcome that challenge but of course it is a rehabilitation 
uh, they have to go through that. Of course, once they're out, they shall not know or go back again because it's a kind of a reformative. But again, coming back to that confident part, I think it's very important because the, the individuals that I spoke with um, and, and share my experiences and great topics that we talked about are very successful. Um, I'll say out of 10, probably about seven of them, um, they say that the prison life actually taught them a lot of stuff which the, the, the external world haven't taught them. But that doesn't mean that one should go there to learn, right? Never, never, never. But, but it is an experience for them to feel because once you feel the pain and once you feel that your lowest point of your life, then you will never want to go there. It's always about evolving yourself to the next stages, next dimension, what's next. It's about moving up and down. All right, and any failures they come, it's like oh, so be it. This is just a failure, no problem. I will move up. You must have that kind of a mental resilience, and that has to come within yourself, within the society a little, but within the family is very important. Imagine if you don't get all these, uh, the minimum requirement, then one will be drained out, and. Um, you know, like you just said, right, for five days, if you cannot even be in a single room with all these privileges, of course, without uh, without privileges, how will you feel? You know, you can feel your life being taken away from you. A lot of responsibilities uh, also being taken away. But then certain responsibility given to you, like you have to wake up certain days, certain times, certain this, certain that. And there's a lot of uh, huge uh, changes I can say this confidently because during my uh, national service, I was attached to the uh, detention barrack. I was actually one of the provosts. So our job is to take care of these military or the centers, defenses, uh, retention areas. And to, to be one of the provosts, we also do our in-house trainings. So it's very, very setting. It's very gloomy. It's very dark. Um, you can't smell roses and jasmines. Unfortunately, no. Um, there's no cushions and sofas and beds and bolsters and blankets. You can't see them. There's no air condition. So the setting is very different. And once you are there, you don't want to go back there again. So there's a lot of uh, changes that, that happens on a person for the better. But of course, it could be prevented. But it has to means then, of course, you, you do not do that again ever, ever in your life again. And it's all about moving up to the next level. And I do see... So many of them, and in in a, in a, just in a day or even a week itself. So it's it's a, not a nice place to be there, and um, nobody nobody should go there. Yes. So any more questions? We have we have last five more minutes. Um, have, uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. Tell me. Yeah. Wait. Actually, yeah. Actually, go uh, ahead. Yeah. Lucas, it's okay. Lucas, uh, we will. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so I have a question. So like previously you mentioned that, uh, you mentioned the analogy of like people walking past when like other people who are strangers to, uh, strangers to us like fall down. So like it's quite irresponsible and I, I agree with you on that. But like sometimes I think uh, like when I talk to some of my classmates or like people in society in general, I think some people are like fearful or afraid as to like how we want to approach uh, like uh, people with second chances. So like you would be afraid to like interact with them at all. Uh, like maybe on your part or their uh, or like stereotyping on their uh, like on their part uh, so like uh, I was wondering how you think about this and like how you feel we should approach people with second chances 
Okay. Um, okay, J just to come back to that, that earlier question that uh, on the answers and Q&A we talked about. Okay, you know, we, we can just take it as, okay, there's someone else. Why should I be bother, right? Um, if everybody take an eye for an eye, I think the whole world will go blind. Um, unfortunately, I will not say every one of us are like that. There are many who are just out there who are passionately uh, with full of enthu of helping out the society to improve, to give back. I think uh, it's very important as we as we evolve in life, as we become more successful, doesn't mean that you are able to enjoy all the best in life. Of course, one should have all the priority to do that because you are putting all your effort. But that doesn't mean that you didn't watch the path that you took. So it's very important that you should always be looking at the path, that how one should be actually able to help up in terms of all these settings are very important. Mm. Again, come back to the stigma because I, I, I noticed that st stigma doesn't only comes on areas of uh, visual judgment. It also comes on if someone who's not doing well in their life or even for the matter of their marriages or, or their lifestyle or even sometimes status also can come in. So it's just a very different way of stigma that it happens all the time. And even if you look at Singapore right now, we do have some cases also going on. We don't want to mention that. Um, that's a lot of, you know, stigmas going on. A lot of people, we, we can see that people are very stressful nowadays. You, you can't hardly see a smile. Uh, people are happy because of the situation they are in. But I think that shouldn't be the way. You should be blissful. You should be happy. Um, you're not going to live for 120 years. Of course, if you are all my blessings. Um, the life expectancy of a human being is 100, but nowadays people barely go above 80. If you're 90, you should uh, thank your lucky stars. But uh, So you, we, we should give back. I mean, you're not going to bring back anything. Um, I know this topic is a little off because when I talk about energy, when I talk about blissfulness, I talk about staying bliss at the present moment, I think it's very important as a human being. Um, nothing to be glorified about this situation that I do, but I would love to share with you. I've been donating blood for the past 17 years, about almost 18 years. Before that, I do not know what is the meaning of that. But I only came to know because uh, one of my very close friends said that, hey, you know, I'm donating blood. What do you want to? I said, why do you want to donate blood? Why do you want to keep it? Uh, he said, no, because we can save someone's life. I said, wow, okay. So we become a superhero. So he's been donating for the past 18 years. I've been donating for the past 18 years and I know every month I'm saving someone's life. So does that give me monetary? No, but it gives me full of happiness of what I can do back to the society or back to someone's loved one that is going through some challenges. So why not be? So be it, right? If you can do it, you can do it. I think it, that's, a, that's just a part of example that I'm giving. But imagine if every one of us... Uh, caring and concerned about that because i do know in the previous talk series that when i did the interview with navin he is full of tattoo right his hands are full of tattoos and whenever he goes in an station or whenever you walk people are looking up and down you know looking <laughs> from top to bottom but i know he, he feels like okay for me it's nothing but you know but when there's something is needed in that particular situation you'll be the first one to rescue if there's a fire you'll be the first one to run in where a lot of other people will be just taking pictures and, you know, that's quite common right now in Singapore, you see, right? If somebody collapsed down, somebody's taking picture. 
And I think we, we see that very, because there's a lot of photographers and videographers at this point of time because they want to make social media very interesting in their groups. So they always like to share all these videos. But I think it's very important that we help each other. But but again, it can't go into that area of juvenile crimes or even stigma because it can't. Because with one person, you can only do so much. But there are so many people who are not able to do that or they might not be able to understand the situation. But if everybody takes a little effort, show a little kindness, a little love, I think we can go far as time to come by. Okay, guys, we have only one final question for and then after that, we can um, close this series and then we can start back on the next series on the next Kupi events. Any more questions, guys? Nathan, Suyan, Chongwei? So your, all your questions are done? Okay, um, so... Um, yeah, sorry. Somebody was saying something? I think... Okay. Uh, yeah. Someone posted our question there. So like I think you can take a look at it at the chat. Okay. So we got a particular question here. If a prison was meant to punish only the offender, then why are the offender's children being punished by stigma and lack of parental support? Which is true. Which is true. Because imagine if a parent um currently um in a in a setting in a, in a prison and uh if the society come to know and of course you know, like I said earlier, right? If we are going to take every word to word what the society is going to say, you are going to live in their approvals. Let's let's put it. Let's come to grounds, right? We we can't stop people from talking, can't you? Chongwei, let me ask you something. Can you stop from people from talking? Is Chongwei hearing that? Chongwei, can you? Okay. Okay, so let's go to Lucas. Lucas, can you stop people from talking? Um, I think in the past, it's quite easy too, I think, because like most news is disseminated through like uh, newspapers. And like right now with social media, everyone can just post and like express their own opinions. So like it's quite difficult to like stop anyone from like talking about anything in general because of like social media, because like um, like one, one post by like someone can reach like a large crowd. So like it's quite difficult to stop them from talking. Yeah. True, but but if you allowed, that's one of my questions, right? But if you allow, as a personal, yeah, if you allowed that to affect you, who's going to be affected? We 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 know that we know that we can't stop the society from talking. All right, we can't stop the society from sharing. You can't stop somebody to like and dislike or whatever. But can you able to do it for yourself, which not to affect you? Is it possible? Yeah, I think yeah, if I think there's if like there's a positive like mindset, like you mentioned, mentioned and also like how like you how uh, look uh, into yourself and like your family like your for family support, support, I think, yeah, uh, from uh, what you mentioned, yeah, that can, yeah, be, that can be achieved. Yeah. achieved yeah. Definitely. So I think you're spot on. So if you allowed it to affect you, then it will affect you. It's a big melodrama in yourself, your hormones, your mood, your energy, everything will just go awire if you only allowed it. But if you don't allow it, because like I said, if you given the opportunity for other people to affect you by their words, by their judgment, their comments, then you are living their dreams. And and we know that we cannot allow that to happen because then you will not be able to go forward. Every two steps you take, you are taking three steps backwards. So instead of going forward, you are going backward. 
So you'll never be able to reach your destination of whatever the goals that you have set for. So with the correct amount of settings which we talked about, because sometimes it's not as easy as like one solution where we talk about, it has to come. It has to, unfortunately, we don't want to put it in the lock. We don't want to say the situation, but it has to come. Sometimes it takes a while, sometimes it may not. Some goes under big troubles, some might not go, but it's all different, different kind of challenges that makes the world. All right, so we just take this uh, particular question and then um, there we go off. Just like I just said, all right, um, the, the, the stigmatization is always there. The stigma is always there. But um, it can also affect the child because most of the time when, when the child is hearing words like, um, you know, your parents are inside or you are such, you are loser, you know, and, and I think that also can become like a, a bully, right? A bully doesn't really need to be physical. It can also be verbal. Um, accusations or even for the matter of going through different kind of motions that a person go through in, in any segment. So I think it's very, very crucial that, you know, immediate support or even if people understand or realizes as the settings or the community that, you know, if they feel that this particular person or this particular child is doing that, then they should address it to the correct person and get to the root of the problem as soon as possible, not it because it can lead to a mental related issues as 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 young as possible right because then it, it's what is going to show you in the next 15 years or 10 years to come by so hope that has been um, answered that as well so thank you guys uh, i think we spent almost about uh one over over one hour time and in, in discussing these topics i know i've been also saying that that you know there's no one solution to that um, we probably will want to get Naveen back again on the next few series that's going to come up at Kopi with Vance. We are going to share this and uh, probably we can even go in deeper into uh, different um, topics. But in, in, in a nutshell, I just want to say that we can't stop the world from talking. That's, that's how it is. As long as you feel that what you're doing is righteous, that you are responsible and you're taking role and pride in what you do, benefits you and your family then and the society probably then you just have to do it you cannot allow this stigma to affect you and and, and when i say that it doesn't mean that you just walk if somebody's throwing an egg on you of course no but you have to set up this mental resilience within yourself that you must be refusal to give up or give in in your goals in the way that you set up that you want to achieve it and to come by and like i said all the settings are different it's never a, a particular thing. But if anyone's going through any kind of situation, of course, you can always welcome to message me at Kopi Events. And um, we will try our very, very level best to get any kind of support groups to help out. So not a problem at all. There won't be any uh, identification revolt to anyone. Like you see in our talk session, we never mentioned any names. If anybody ever need any help, of course, please help yourself to get help. Then probably it can be better. Okay, guys, uh, any final thing? Um, Lucas, before we end the session? You want uh, not really. I don't have any. Uh, wait, okay, yeah. So I think like from this uh, discussion, right, I think like what I learned the most was like how like uh, even though there's like external influencers, like what you mentioned, um, like it's impossible to stop this external influencers from acting, even though like it'd be good to like reduce this uh, like 
like intensity of like stigmatization, but like stigmatization will, will, will always be here to stay. So like I think what we should look towards is like a more positive mindset, a more positive lifestyle, so that we can like improve ourselves and like look at ourselves from like um and like ignore the outside influence. So I think um this is what we should do. But like um ultimately I think it will still be good to maybe like reduce the intensity so that like perhaps ex offenders children will not be as affected because like obviously like stigma will definitely affect the ex offenders. Uh, uh, children as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well Thank said, you, Mr. Lucas. Well said. A big and a big uh, round of applause for you. Well done. Thank you, Mr. Vina. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much, uh, Lucas. Uh, maybe Nathan, you want to summarize it also, Nathan? Um. Okay. So, for personally for me, right, I think the the part that stood out most about this part was like how, uh, the parents as well as themselves they play a huge part in terms of preventing juvenile crime because the parents can in, like you can mention like they act as a role model for many of these students. And like if they provide activities to like let the children be busy, then they wouldn't be like going down the wrong path. Yeah. Thank you. Another end clap for you. Okay, now we will go to Chongwei. Come on, Chongwei, where are you? Oh hello. So um I think I really like like what we discussed today. So mainly, I feel I felt that we focused on like the more mainly on the perspective of the ex offenders, which I feel like the most of the time the public and the um society in general do not uh, focus on. So um yeah, I just like to um, I just feel that uh like maybe we, we focus a lot on the difficulties. Sometimes it's mainly overlooked uh, in society. We focus on like their crimes and what they did in the past, but then uh we must also always keep in mind that they are mainly a changed person. So as you said, second chances. So I felt that um every every one of them deserves a second chance, and then uh even though sometimes like our society might prevent them uh prevent them from doing so, I feel that each of us should still um like make a conscious effort to contribute and to help them in the best way possible. And I feel that uh today's talk is like a very good opportunity and a platform to do so. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Strongway. This is a round of claps for you. Okay, so we will go to Xu Yan, our last participant here, to see what he has learned or take away. So I think uh, my takeaway from today is that um, like what uh, Lucas has said just now, even though there were, even though the stigma will exist, and even though we can try to decrease the amount of stigma that exists, there will be always be a certain amount that will exist. And what we can focus on, and what we can also should focus on, will be also to how to uh, encourage and how to change a mindset, and also change our own mindsets that we possibly might have in this. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank you, Shuan. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, it's a great session with the uh, boys from the Wachong Institution who are sharing about stigma. We talk about a little bit on ex-offenders, how they feel, what kind of help. And um, it was a very fruitful discussion. Even I felt that even though Navin was supposed to be the real speaker here today, but um, I, I shared based on a lot of on um, real-life experiences that we went through. So thank you guys. I will see you all very soon on our next series. So for now, we will then um, get you all guys signed up. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Chong okay, Wei. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And Nathan, 
Okay, Lucas, we will yeah, catch up you. again soon, alright? Yeah, sure, sure, bye. no problem. Bye-bye. Alright, thank you very much for joining me again in another session of Kopi Advance. Okay, just realized never drink so much. It, it, it's a, like I said, in, in this discussion, it's all about awareness, it's all about learning. Um, I mean, of course, certain answers might not be the best, but it's within the best of my knowledge. And um, the awareness created by Wachong Institution Boys are very graceful because I think at this period of time, I think it's very important that each and every one of us plays a very important part in giving back to the society, even the smallest way if you can. And this has to be started within ourselves. Because if you if you don't do it, then I think um, there might not be another, a little purpose of what we live, or maybe we can call it self-centered, that you always want to look upon ourselves. It's, it's nothing wrong about that. It should be. But along the path that we also want to look at other people. So we try not to give a lot of stigma. But right now, I don't know. In, in Singapore itself, I don't know. There's a lot of stigma that's happening all the time. And um, you see anybody's driving, they get very tense, very pressured. Nobody's smiling, you know, everybody in the traffic light because I, most of the time, I mean, most of the time we take transportations and all that. But you see, nobody's smiling. We can't see smile. Um, probably it's because of all these challenges that's happening at the moment, you know. Um, times are bad. Times are a bit challenges. Lots of obstacles. Uh, people are always competing. And uh, we tend to love within ourselves. I think that's very, very important. And sometimes um, we need to look out for each people, each and each and every one of us. I think um, that's not only to pertaining to what the topic that we talked about today, but it's all about sharing and giving love to whoever that's needed, even if it's matter of your own enemy, right? You 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 want to do that, or even if you that you don't want to talk to a particular person. I mean. If someone falls down or somebody needs help, you'll be the first one to go in, I'm sure. When the time comes, you'll be like the Superman. You know, automatically, you will start to fly. Um, you know, fly to help. And um, it happens all the time. So I thank all the viewers who have joined us today in this particular discussion with the Wachong Institution Boys. We talk about stigma, like I said, and many more other CDs that will be coming in together with the school, with the boys, um, sharing all these valuable inputs of their time, even though they should be studying in this period of time, but they have really taken their time to do certain projects. And these boys are great because they are always involved in a lot of other projects constantly. And uh, I think this is our third series that we're doing, and there are more series that's going to come up. So stay tuned. For now, let me sign off. This is Kopi with Fans. Signing off. Ciao. Bum 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 bum